When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. K just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at K.com slash TrueFans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's about to go. Yeah. This is the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Where we talk history of the game numbers and stats. And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should. Because I'm sick to this. This the, the real deal. And you know I got a shout out to Buffalo Bills. Turn it up to the max. Sit back and relax. This the Buffalo Nerd Sports Podcast. Let go. Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome in to this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by Minute Media and Fansided. So if this is your first time here, welcome aboard. Glad to see you. Um, I hope you enjoy the show. We got a good one on tap. We're going to talk a little roster renovation this week uh, as we're coming up against free agency. It's going to be happening real soon, and we got some big decisions to make. Um, but, you know, like we do here, uh, also, if, if you're part of the Nerd Mafia already and you're back for more, thanks again for listening in. I'm glad you guys are here. I'm glad you've been following along, and I appreciate all of you very much. Wounded Warrior Project is working to foster the most successful generation of veterans in our nation's history. One of the ways they do that is through adaptive sports. Veterans are some of the most resilient people on the planet. It's not about what you can't do after experiencing injury or illness. It's about tapping into what you can do. Learn more about how Wounded Warrior Project's adaptive sports programs are changing lives at www.woundedwarriorproject.org sports. This show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Listen up, NFL fans. Cage just dropped a collection of officially licensed NFL jewelry. Shop your favorite team in the True Fans Fine Jewelry Collection at k.com slash truefans. Gear up for the season and celebrate the love of the game with K. So before we get into all the football stuff like we uh, we typically do, uh, we are going to highlight a charity this week. 
And uh, this week I uh, wanted to highlight uh, a charity that uh, a friend of mine out here, uh, you know, in California and a coworker, uh, you know, his uh, wife passed away, you know, about a week ago now um, due to sarcoma. And, you know, uh, just uh, had a battle with that and uh, it didn't end uh, up in her favor, uh, you know. And so uh, this week I wanted to, uh, you know, kind of highlight, you, you know, that, you know, let them know, thinking about them, praying for them, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. But also to highlight a charity, you know, that is all about that and, you know, and supporting people in that regard. And so uh, came up with the Saracoma Foundation of America came across them, uh, started doing some research, you know, on them to see what they're all about. Very cool organization, uh, been around since early two thousands, you know, so they've been at it for a while now. I mean, you know, a lot of grant money, they do research, you know, that's kind of like their big things. There's over 70 types of sarcoma, I believe it is. Um, you know, so it can affect you in a lot of different ways. Um, so this organization's around, you know, they have, you know, education for folks that, you know, just need to, you know, figure out what's going on. Um, you know, they got support systems where, you know, if you need people to contact, talk to that kind of stuff. Um, and also just, you know, they help with funding, uh, you know, research to try to, you know, support people, try to fund, you know, figure out how to stop these types of things, you know, like, like everybody else is trying to do, but, you know, specific to sarcoma in that regard. So this week, wanted to go ahead and shout them out. You can find them at curesarcoma.org. So it's cure and it's S-A-R-C-O-M-A. Dot org. So curesarcoma.org. Uh, you can check out the foundation, see what they're all about, see what they've been up to, see what they're doing moving forward. Uh, it's got news events, all that kind of stuff. You can donate straight over there too. join a mailing list, you know, maybe email the link to somebody that you, you know, know that might need it. So, all right. Uh, I'm not sure if everybody listened in, um, but there is the combine taking place right now. So we just had, you know, coach and we had Bean, you know, come out and chat there at the combine. Um, I thought that there was um, some interesting little nuggets kind of on what they said. And there was also a lot not really said, you know, kind of how, you know, McDermott likes to do it. Um, Bean, he seemed a little more kind of forward with the thinking a little bit. You know, he got asked quite a bit about Joe Sheen, you know, being over there in New York now and that kind of stuff. So it was cool to listen to, but he did bring up the fact that, you know, they're going to have to look at, you know, making some moves and they're going to have to make some changes. Um, right now they're tied up against the number, you know, Saran Neal deal definitely didn't help things, right. It's putting them even closer. Um, but it was a piece that, you know, you know, he said, if you listen to that, he pretty much said it's, he's all about when the player wants to do it and the team's there and they're, they're close that they'll work it out. And that's what happened in this case. And I, you know, I think it was a good move, but besides that, we need money, right? If we're going to be kind of effective, if we're going to kind of turn this bad boy, we need some money. So this week I want to talk roster renovation and really, we're only calling it renovation because this team is no longer, you know, a team that's in a rebuild. Um, you know, we're not even in like heavy construction mode. We're not, we're not in any of those things. We're kind of like, maybe we should get a new kitchen sink. You know, or maybe, maybe we should upgrade that over there, right? That's so that's renovation mode. And I think that's really where this team is. There's some pieces of the puzzle that, you know, we might not get back already, but there's some pieces this week that I wanted to chat about where it might be time to make the move because there's money to be saved, right? And we go to that player and, and see if there's a way to move it around. Um, you know, but like Bean likes to say, when you, when you go ahead and restructure, you're paying that down the road. Right. So that's, that's not just like it's a freebie. 
So you got to be careful who you do that with because you need to make sure that when you push that down the road, that that player's value is actually higher, right? That they're actually still at a good value. So it's dangerous to do that. But so what do I got? I got about eight players that I kind of wanted to chat up real quick that I think are like candidates that Bean's probably going to hit up here shortly, you know, because you got to imagine a lot of this stuff's going to happen before the free agency window actually opens up. And some of these guys we're going to mention actually have roster bonuses come and do here at the uh, third week of the year, um, you know, in March. So there's there's decisions that have to be made real soon. So. I, I want to start out with the guys that kind of are like make up for less than like 3%. You know, their, their individual contract makes up for less than 3% of the overall cap number. So they're, you know, they're not a lot, but there's, there's, there's room there too. So the first guy for me, is, it's AJ Klein, right? Like, He's he's stepped in and he's he's played at a good role when, you know, Milano and one of those guys has come down, but they haven't been down that much. And he's actually he's due like five point five million this year. Right. That's that's a big number for I want to say it was 30. He plays about 30 percent of the time, you know, right now. And that's mostly because somebody got injured, you know, so that's why he got a little more. So I don't know that he's really worth that number at the moment. Right. I don't, I don't think that I necessarily would say like, let's not keep him around, but I, he's definitely somebody that I'm going to look at because his cap number, if he gets let go is like only 400,000. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about some major savings there. I mean, if you need, if you need four mil to sign somebody to make it happen, like that, that's, that's somebody that you have to look at or you at least have to approach him and say, we're looking like a one year, you know, two. Maybe something like that. You know, I mean, if you look at what Saran Neal just signed for, and he's the best guy on the special teams, right? And he's a backup player. So you, you've got to compare Klein kind of in that same clout. He's a backup player. He He's a guy that steps in on special teams and whatnot, you know, but like he's at 5 million and Saran Neal is going to make like two point something per year for the next few years, you know, and he's the best player on the, on the special team. So I, I think AJ Klein has got to be one of those guys that he came in and he helped. Knowing the system definitely helped, but it, it might be time to move. Next one up, I'm not sure that we're really going to see happen because uh, it's Cody Ford, and his number is pretty small. I mean, his hit his hit will be like 870, and he's only due like 230. So you're not really making up a lot of ground, right? And you're probably going to have to turn around and pay somebody roughly two something to be on the roster, three even potentially to be on the roster to replace him. And I, I feel like he would be somebody that I would straight up just be like, you know what, let's just start over. Maybe he needs a new opportunity. We need a new opportunity. But with them bringing in Aaron Cromer, it's basically a new opportunity. I mean, they're going to bring in a brand new coach and try to bring a, maybe potentially a brand new system, right? We don't even know what the run approach is going to be for the offensive line. So you, you might actually see him have a better season. And he's only at 1%. Like he's at 1.13%. So. Cody Ford is just kind of one of those guys that if I really needed like a million and something and I just kind of wanted to move on, I would just do it. But there, there's reasons that he could still just be good enough. And Aaron Cromer's got a reputation, right? Like not that all these guys in the NFL, I mean, there's only so many of these jobs. So all these guys are at the best, right? I mean, they are the best at what they do, but I mean, that's, he's been around, he's been around a long time. He comes very well respected. So for me, Cody Ford's probably one of those guys that'll stick, even though he, he, to me, it could also just be like, let's just wipe the slate clean. Next up Feliciano, uh, he's making up 2.56%. Um, I mean, these aren't huge numbers, right? When you really think about it and he's a backup role, he's a veteran player. Um, you know, if he's, a f- the fans, you know, love him when he's playing. 
right? But the that mentality, right? The whole his whole mentality is when he's playing, and he he's a great team player, right? I mean, we, if that's all you hear about him, he's a good team player, things of that nature. But four point nine million, he costs one point five if you just kind of let him go. So there there's three million. That's a that right there to me is a let's just do it, even if that money just turns around and replaces with a slightly younger develop level player that we can develop, you know, on the offensive line behind him, because I think Daryl Williams is, which we're going to mention him in a bit, but I, there's part of the line that I don't think is going to change very much. So it's, it's kind of like, let's get Larry Feliciano. We can get a younger version, probably somebody that we can work with to develop hopefully into an, into a better role. But I mean, that's, you're talking, you're talking 3.4 million or so right there. I mean, that's, that's somebody else's contract. You can sign easily. I mean, some of these guys are making less of that. I mean, I want to say it's probably less than half the team, you know, less than half the team is making less money than that. Right. So, I mean, you could, you could definitely work with that money. This is the group that is, oh, they make up for over 3%. And these guys are probably, I don't, these are tough decisions. I mean, the, the top three there, I, like I said, I would, I would wipe the slate clean and I would, I would be, have about, I'd be plus about 8 million, you know, and I would start over. And I would just I would go and get three players that are role players, a couple an offensive lineman and somebody else, you know, for that for that eight million and and roll it again with a guy that's 26, 27, that's been playing well in a backup role somewhere else. And you want to bring him over and let him play on a better team in that same kind of role, or you think he can develop into more. But this one here, 3.6, do 7.6 million. Cap hit a 1.5, so there's big money here, but it's Cole Beasley, right? You, I mean, he's a fan fave, like you love him, but there was the whole thing last year. You don't really know what the organization is going to do with that. I mean, that's a big chunk of money. I mean, you, to me, you go to Cole and you just start sure, like, like maybe he doesn't even want to play, right? We we don't know that for sure yet. He might change, decide this offseason he doesn't even want to play. But to me, uh, Brandon Bean said he he hasn't talked to him. Um, so that's, that's probably not the greatest, um, really, but he is, he is signed already. Right. So the expectation is he's just going to play, but I mean, you're talking big money. He's, he's up there in age. Um, his role kind of diminished a little bit with Dawson Knox, you know, elevating, um, his game. Gabe Davis is going to be a factor again next year. Uh, you know, Diggs is still there. So it's for that kind of money. Um, you probably, to me, you go to Cole and you say, let, we're, we're happy to have you here, but it's, it's more in like a 4 million or something like that, a 3 million range for your, what we're going to do. Right. You know I mean? For me, that's, that's kind of more of where he would have to be because I feel like with that, with that money that you could take almost that 6 million that you're going to gain, you could go out and find a couple again, 24, 25 year old wide receivers that would love to play with Josh Allen. And they might be guys that could soar. Right. You just, you don't, you put them in the right system and they just soar. Right. I mean, you never know. I mean, there's, there's guys out there that you could easily find. I mean, if you look at what Green Bay has done, besides having their stud, right, it's always been just a couple guys, but they've always been guys that could step up and they're good players. I think you could get guys like that that would want to play in Buffalo and they would do it at that three, four million dollars that you'd be able to pay them, you know, to make it happen to play with this guy that can sling it the way that he can. So for me, Cole, Cole is a, it's a very interesting thing because that's, that's, that's quite a bit, that's quite a bit of money. 
and you take you're only, you're taking a pretty small hit. I mean, I I, I know we don't you don't really want to take the hit, right? But that's that's definitely a guy that I'm saying like we we'd love to have you, but I, it's got to be lower. I got I've got to have you. We'll sign you to this one last year, and we'll we'll give it to you all guaranteed, right? We can do that, but it's, it's got to be a lower number because even if he wants to play at that lower number, I still want to go pick up that other guy and have them come in. And and I know a lot of folks are you know talking wide receiver in the draft and all that, and we should top you know top of the first there that we're gonna we should go after a wide receiver and. I mean, McDermott kind of said it in his press conference. He's like, we don't want to give away with our philosophy, but like you can find good wide receivers in the later rounds. Hint, hint, like Cooper Cup, um, uh, hint, hint, like Gabe Davis. I mean, like you don't necessarily have to take the guy at the top there. So I don't, for me, they, I think they feel comfortable and especially in a deep wide receiver class that you also could be like, we can replace these guys. Is he, is he going to be a veteran? No, but do we need Josh to play only with veterans? No. I mean, he's, he's, he's getting good enough to do that and he's still going to have his guys, right? It would just be changing one piece to the puzzle. But I, I, I don't really, to me, I think it, it, it might just be time to move and make that move. It's got to happen at some point, right? He either like leaves as a free agent or you cut him or you restructure him and then he leaves and you do one last run. But I, either way, I, it's, it's like one last run, I feel like with him. So it's, do we take our money now? Does he want to work with us or is it just time? So next up, this one I don't really see happening because I don't think that we would want to take this big of a hit. And it's star because I mean you're going to take a seven point seven million dollar hit to not even have him play, and you're going to only gain a couple million off of what you would have paid him if he played. So it's to me, and he makes up four point three percent of the three point three eight percent of the salary uh, cap. And I just I don't I don't like that the number's that high at all. I you know it's just not the same. It's to me that's not. That's not $9 million a year football. It's really not. And the way that we rotate, it just doesn't feel right. But we're, I feel like we're almost stuck in that role unless they just say like, hey, we're going to do it just to save the $2 million and call it, call it good because we want to put somebody else in that spot and he wants to play for a really low number. I, I just, I would still, I, I feel like, 7.7 would be a, a big hit, but I I feel like the roster spot being used by him is a big hit right now. But next up is at 4.71 and it's, it's Williams. And I said, I was going to mention him earlier because he was kind of signed as the, the right tackle. Right. And then Spencer Brown came out and he played phenomenal. And now he's Williams is more, looking more like the guard. And now he's being paid this 9.9 million. And he only costs you 3.6 if you're going to let him go. So again, you've got, you've got big money that you could, you can move around. And he's a guy that you could probably definitely approach and say, we need to, we need to rework this number in some way or another. You know, you, we want you to play here, but you're going to be a guard now. Or, you know, that's, that's just how it is. We're not going to be paying you the tackle role when we're going to be having you play the guard. 
we can save the money and pay that money to, you know, Botker and Bates and those and keep both of those guys probably for the same amount of money of, ha- of having Williams around. So for me, he's one of those guys, you approach him, he was brought in to kind of see if he could turn it around. And he, he did, uh, you know, and you, you don't really want to lose him necessarily because of the continuity, but there's keeping Bates and keeping Botker is keeping the continuity maybe. And then you, maybe you keep somebody else or you just, at some point there's got to be a little churn, but I think that the way that things are going, he's one of the target guys you got to go after. Next is going to be kind of a, a little different one. And, and it's purely just, I think it's a benefit for him and it's a benefit for the team, but at 5.34%, it's, it's Mitch Morris. He's due 11.25. He's getting up there. Um, He's probably not going to play much longer. He only costs three point seven million if you let him go. Now, I get it. I mean, he's th- he's the starting center and he's been with him for a while. We don't really have a backup at a solution at this point, right? I mean, we Bates has kind of always been supposedly that guy, um, and he looked good when he came in. But are we ready to let him, Mitch Morris go? I don't think so. But I think there's room, and Mitch would be the kind of guy to say, "Can we do something around like eight? seven, you know, like somewhere, bring them down. We'll give it to you all one last hurrah, right? Like, and we're either going to draft the guy or we're going to go ahead and we're going to, you know, bring in somebody else, you know, and pay somebody else. But that's a, that's a big savings. I mean, for you, you lose a lot there. I mean, it's no case, not, you're giving up a ton, right? So he, he's not somebody that I really truly expect that we're going to see that happen, but he does have the type of contract that you should, you should and could think about approaching to restructure him into just giving him everything up front for one more year, right? And, and calling it a last hurrah after that, knowing that you're going into next season with a, with a new guy or you rework out a deal that's at around the same number if it sounds right for both, you know, both parties and it was a good year again. So. I think Mitch might be a guy they go after. And the last one, and and it's really just purely because he's the one that you could restructure the best, right? Because when you, that's why I say you almost have to like kill these and make it new one year deals, right? Because when you, when you structure and add the money onto the following years, it really hurts. So the only player that I think we could do that with is Diggs, right? He's got, he's got plenty of room to work. You can give him more money up front. They did it already, right? You know, they've already worked with him and restructured with him once. And he's only 30 years old. He's the guy that you push his money back. You can expect two, three more good years of Stefan Diggs, if not more. I mean, the way that he works and the way that he takes care of himself, you could get even probably more out of him if that's really what you need. But at least in two years, you're probably going to, you're going to be paying big money for him but he's still going to be good and he's going to have even more chemistry with Josh. So he's probably somebody else that I think you could approach, but Klein, I think for me is one of the guys that probably you see something's got to go on there. I think, unless you're just truly that happy with him, because he's due 700 as a roster bonus. Feliciano's due 500 here coming up real soon. So I think those are guys that you got to make decisions on soon, but either way, what what we're talking about all together is just, renovations, right? We're just making little tweaks, changes here and there where we can move some money around. We can let some guys go because we've got some potential guys that we need to bring back, right? You know, that I think should potentially still be on the roster based on youth and, you know, being good and part of the system and and team players and what have already been in the building. So it's going to be fun to watch. Bean's going to have to do something. He's going to do something. I I, I don't think he's just going to sit around. Right. I mean, he's going to have to, something's going to have to happen. Um, they're going to have to make some moves, uh, you know, and just 
there's no other way around it because I don't think you can just sit pat, right? Like there are some changes that have to be made. So you have to figure out ways to make them. But once the combine's over, we'll be moving into free agency. We can see what's going to take place. It, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of players on the market that, uh, you know, some people didn't amp- anticipate were going to be out there. Um, so it's going to be kind of cool to see some, what happens with some of these guys and what, what some, some teams can make happen, um, you know, because there's going to be some really good players out there. But that's going to wrap it up uh, for this week for the roster renovation show. Um, as we're moving into next week, we'll probably uh, start hitting on some of the guys that, you know, I potentially think would be uh, somebody that would be kind of fun for the Bills to land, uh, you know, or that would really fit in the system well. That would be, you know, just a nice player, nice chess piece to add because we're not far. We're not far. Right. But very cool. Make sure you guys head over to curesarcoma.org and, you know, check them out this week and make sure that, uh, you know, if you can help out, send that information over to anybody that you know that might need it, um, you know, and make sure that uh, you're following along over at buffalolowdown.com. That's buffalowdown.com for, you know, all things bills. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming out from Brandon and those guys right now about free agent targets the bills could be looking at, you know, in a lot of positions. We need a quarterback, you know, we need a backup quarterback. So there's a lot of big things happening. It's going to be fun to watch. Uh, moving forward and you know make sure you guys are following along on all the social channels at the buffalo nerd um you know the tiktok instagram facebook all youtube make sure you're subscribing liking leaving reviews Uh, if you leave reviews it helps the show out we can spread the word more about the charities and everything else that we're up to thanks again guys for coming back and listening this week and of course go bills you just listen to the buffalo nerd sports podcast review and subscribe so you never miss another episode we'll see you next time leg out for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.